Welcome to This Just In, the show bringing you the latest advancements in healthcare, strategy, innovation, and public policy. And now, for the fastest voice in healthcare, here's your host, Justin Barnes. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to This Just In. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. In these segments, I'll bring the latest advancements in healthcare, strategy, innovation, and public policy. As always, we're broadcasting from the This Just In studios on the Business Radio X network, as well as the Healthcare Now radio network. For this episode, my 251st episode, we have a very interesting first-time guest, Wes Sellers, CEO and co-founder of Caring Ways. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Justin. So glad to, to, to be, be on the, the platform with you. You got it, my friend. And we're connected by a good friend of ours, Kevin Lake. Kevin is just uh, he's a good friend from Atlanta, um, very well connected. And yeah. um, he brought us together. So I'm, I, I love Kevin as a friend and I'm you know grateful to get to know you, my friend, as well. Yeah, thank you. You got it. So your voice is new to my show. Um, so for my audience, where'd you grow up, attend college, all that fun stuff? Yeah. So I'm from uh, uh, a town just south of Nashville, Franklin, Tennessee. Um, like like most healthcare executives, uh, I'm a theater major undergraduate, and I say that with a chuckle a bit. That's great. Um, but uh, went to Ole Miss, studied theater, uh, went to business school at Belmont, um, studied uh, to to get a hybrid master's of accountancy. Oddly enough, Justin, I I uh, rely more on my my uh, time in the theater uh, more than my MBA, which is which is unique. I think part of that is learning to fail forward as an entrepreneur. That's a similar skill you get uh, on stage. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a little bit of my background. Grateful to live in Nashville and be in the healthcare industry. Very cool. And I will say you are the first theater major on the This Justin Radio Show. <laughs> yeah, so congratulations. Right? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Very cool. Um, so tell me a little about your background as an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a, a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of a lot of blessings, a lot of growth um, in our lives really come from the valley. Uh, in in uh, during the downtown of 08, 09, I had to create a job for myself. Um, I was in the development, real estate development world, and that was just contracting. Um, and uh, really uh, found a unique business model in the healthcare space around energy. And I was able to scale it into about 500 hospitals um, and really took that goodwill. It was a sell that I would make to the C-suite um, and kind of took that experience and built a holding company with some partners um, that allows us to really kind of be a venture arm for, for various health systems and uh, creating uh, new ventures that, you know, they, they may have too much bureaucracy they can't get to on their own. Um, and really that's how we got to caring ways. Very cool. So I like to ask this question, certainly of serial entrepreneurs, in your opinion, what's the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's, it's interesting when you think about that, because I immediately go to, um, feeling alone and mm. as an offshoot being a bottleneck, um, you know, a lot of times as the entrepreneur, uh, you feel like it, it's all up to you, right? And you, right. you tend to think then I need to be smart enough, strong enough, right place, right time. And therefore, I need to make all the decisions. And um, it, it's a very, uh, it's not a virtuous cycle. And mm -hmm. so, you, you know, you really have to embrace your teammates. You have to um, uh, 
get out of the way a lot of times when, you know, you, you, you feel like uh, I have to do it all. So that conflict is very tough to work through. Yeah, that's actually a great point. And we're catching up off air and you may be thinking this because like two days ago, I literally was sitting there and, and, and thinking through different successes that I've had and, and why, and, and why some are larger than others. Mm-hmm. And I really, and there's a term that we came up with, or we just discussed called lightning in a bottle. Um, and we were able to capture that lightning in a bottle, uh, even certainly with my, uh, one of my past previous adventures, uh, Greenway Medical. And it's not about, and so in, like, to prove your point, it's not about being the smartest uh, person or having the best widget. In, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's the synergies. It's what you, it's yeah. the recipe that you bring all together. So it's going to take a good idea. It's going to take market opportunity. It's going to take maybe some regulatory favor. It's going to take, you know, strong leadership. It's going to yeah. take good management. It's going to take really good team players and a lot of luck and a lot of faith. And, you know, and, and in my, in my world, I think your world as well, you know, God's wind as well. There's so many forces yeah. and pieces that have to come together. Um, and it's not just one, two, or even three pieces. It's a lot of different components. And so not to, not to say, oh gosh, it's so hard. It's just, you know, when you capture it, awesome. Yeah. And you, you do want to taste it again. So you're going to look to, look to create it, but going back to what you said, it's not on your shoulders. It should not overly stress you out. You've got to bring, you do the best that you can. You know, I like to say, you got to work the hardest that you can and then, you know, let God do the rest, but you got to do what you can. God can't do what you can do, but yeah, you need to do what you can do and then let him do the rest. I think that, you know, yeah, you believe a little bit in that too. So agree, agreed hundred percent. Love yeah. that. So where does your passion from healthcare come from? Yeah. So before I went to college, my um, father was diagnosed with cancer and ended up passing away. Um, Yeah. And it, you know, it's one of those uh, medical conditions that's it's protracted. It's scary. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. Now what's unique for my story is about 90 days before he was ever diagnosed by the grace of God, my mom took a cancer writer policy out on our entire family, just as a hunch. And there's a statistic, Justin, uh, 42% of all cancer patients lose their life savings in two years. Yeah, I see that. And Yeah. And so my family got as close to that as we could be, but we were spared. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, I take that with me um, really as I look at different healthcare ventures. It's just caring ways is so uh, applicable. Um, but really um, understanding uh, not just the clinical side of, of, of healthcare, but the carative side um, is, is really kind of where my passions come from. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I, I mean, I have a great C-suite that listens to the show, but also a lot of the people, you know, a lot of leaders in the industry and also just people who make the industry happen on a, on a daily basis. And so it's always inspiring to hear, you know, what got you into healthcare? Why do you have such a drive? Because as, as, you, as you know, and everybody listening to the show, it's in healthcare. It takes a lot to get it's We, we tackle big tasks, big problems every single day. And they, they sometimes get larger every day. Yeah. So it takes a lot to, uh, to get us out of bed. But so obviously all of us have this burning desire um, deep inside to make a difference yeah. and, and for different reasons, but it's really cool to hear. Absolutely. To hear reasons. So what's the, I mean, that's certainly part of it, I'm sure, but what's the driving, uh, the driver behind creating caring ways? 
Yeah, you know, so I, I referenced that personal experience and we were having a really interesting conversation a while ago with a head of strategy for a large health system. And they mm. just said, hey, you know, we write off a bunch of bills we don't collect as an industry at the time. It's like 40 billion. And then they, they just said, you know, you realize that medical debt for the consumer is for the patients leading cause of bankruptcy. And, mm -hmm. and really the narrative's broader than that, Justin, we, you know, I, I saw a stat recently, we, we borrow 170 billion a year to pay for medical uh, wow. as a country. Wow. And so we started studying uh, certain crowdfunding models at the behest of that health system. And, and found out, you know, some, you know, there's one big one that does a, a billion and a half annually in uh, medical crowdfunding, but there was no checks and balances. Mm -hmm. And so um, we thought, well, gosh, if we could create a healthcare centric crowdfunding platform that ensured that all the money given goes to pre-qualified medical expenses, then I think donors have even greater confidence to give. We give the patient then in turn peace of mind. And the real winner is, is the provider because we unlock other sources of payment other than the, the household's ability to pay that bill. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's an alternative payment platform for a broad array of medical expenses. Wow. Who, so what type of care, I mean, I know we're catching up a little bit offline. What are some of the type of care settings that could be yeah. treatments or, or, I mean, I know you talk about cancer and there's been mental health and what are, what are some of the areas yeah. there? So, uh, you know, when we started this, Justin, we, we thought in terms of like cancer and cardiac, mm -hmm. uh, you know, major surgeries, orthopedic, um, because when we when we provide crowdfunding, we we fun provide funding not just for the bill where the narrative might be about affordability, but the friends and family can crowdfund those things like ride share, grocery delivery, food delivery, someone to clean your house so that when you're trying to navigate the journey, we can make life easier and relieve that financial pressure. Um, so we're doing a lot around health equity and social determinants of health. But I've got to tell you, the one space that we were blind on was was behavioral health, mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but when we thought about it, it's like, oh, my goodness, you cannot use typical crowdfunding for uh, someone that's uh, struggling with addiction because you're giving them liquidity at a time where they have a lot of temptations, right? Mm -hmm. And so giving them cash um, could cause them to do harm to themselves. And right. so, you know, in the mental health space, Justin, we've created a relationship uh, through a third-party entity that we have direct access to 400 providers and as we raise funds for a patient, we send the money directly to treatment facilities for addiction and depression. And the cool thing is we're allowing the loved ones to invest in someone's recovery um, that is fully trusted because, you know, we send the money directly to the provider in that uh, in that space. And it's just really cool to see how we can play a small part in someone's road to recovery. Absolutely. Very, very cool. So my show focuses a lot um, on best practices, industry strategies, and so forth. And, and you've covered 
a little bit, but I mean, yeah. what issues specifically in the healthcare industries are you trying to solve or my audience can say, hey, that could be a best interesting best practice or or I could institutionalize this somewhere in my care setting yeah. and bring it to my family or, or friends. How, what are yeah, some thoughts thank there? you. Thank you for asking. So to kind of give you a, uh, some context, we do a lot of work with um, providers, of course, um, but we also um, have some really dynamic conversations in the payer space, in the large employer space. I had a fascinating conversation yesterday uh, with the chief legal counsel for a large self-insured employer. And, you know, they're they're trying to create more of a benevolent culture. And, you know, they're doing their best, but, you know, at their best, they offer, you know, high deductible health plans. Right. Um, I would say best practices as it relates to us. One, we're not for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, there are some some conversations we've had where people don't even want to acknowledge that Healthcare is expensive, like but they don't want to talk about that. They just mm -hmm. want to talk about the clinical aspect. We're not a fit for folks like that. But um, if you are interested in giving someone who's who's a patient who's navigating a medical journey and you want to give them a tool that can provide ancillary support and, you know, you want to embrace um, you know, a, a, um, a culture where we care for one another, you know, where you want to champion how you can more readily be your brother's keeper and you don't have to live across the street from them. Mm -hmm. We're a fit for those folks, but I would say best practices are you have to embrace that, um, you know, cost is a factor and uh, we want to address that just like we want to address giving you the best care you can possibly get. Wow. That's very cool. And you touched on this initially, but I do want to take a moment and think a lot of people in healthcare know this, but as consumerism really begins to take hold, and I hope actually I can touch on that topic here yeah. in a little bit if we have time. But, um, you know, I think the number one cause of personal debt personal bankruptcy are healthcare expenses. And you did mention that at a, at a quick pace, but yeah. I just want to make sure people understand that. That's why there's so many strategies for, for patients to be treated as consumers and, and patients to see them as consumers because you've got to get your hands around this. And it's only getting worse. Healthcare expenses are this morning up 18% over the last year. Yes. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and and the, the, the beauty of it is look, we're 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 not a silver bullet. Right. We we have to be a tool. But if you can unlock that circle of care mm -hmm. Uh, and it'd be a tide that raises all boats and unlock that liquidity. Um, the stories are great to embrace. And, you know, there's more um, financial upside for everybody. Yep. Excellent. And for those that may just join us a little late, my special guest today is West Sellers, CEO and co-founder of Caring Ways. So, Wes, um, you, when we're catching up off air, you mentioned something about the NFL. You have a cool story. What is What was that yeah. again? Yeah, so partnerships are really important to us where one plus one can equal four. Mm -hmm. As as we began to navigate the mental health space, um, we really created two key partnerships. One is Fund Recovery, which is run by a dear friend, Ryan Kane. What Fund Recovery does, Justin, is they raise philanthropic dollars um, to scholarship people for behavioral health treatment. And so what we began to do with them is align a philanthropic dollar with the crowdfunded family dollar. 
And, and that way we can cover the cost of care for a broader uh, group of people. Also through fund recovery, we created a partnership uh, indirectly with Hall of Fame uh, Health. That's mm -hmm. a, a, an entity uh, that is in part uh, affiliated with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm. And the beauty of what the what uh, Hall of Fame Health and the Pro Football Hall of Fame do is they really address stigma. That's really the biggest um, uh, driver, killer, you know, fill in the blank mm -hmm. in the mental health and the behavioral health space is that it, it, people don't realize it's okay to not be okay. Right. So if I've got Charles Haley, five-time uh, Super Bowl champion saying, hey, I'm bipolar, right? And once I got that addressed, my life got better and yours can get better too. Um, or, hey, I dealt with addiction and it, you don't need to be ashamed of it. You just need to address it. The value that they bring to this partnership is just so important. And so really, the, it's one of those situations where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And uh, we're doing a lot of great work with them. We're, we're very blessed to be partnered with them. Yeah. And I love that. And I love the fact that you brought up behavioral mental health because as we, as we were kind of catching up offline again, I, I, um, I had a, not a, a bout with it, not, not to the, any level probably yeah. most people are dealing with, but I, um, mistakenly stayed behind in, um, in hurricane Ian when he went up to Florida a couple of weeks ago and it's supposed to hit a thousand, you know, either, either a thousand hundred miles from where I was there. I mean, they're just so far off the predictions yeah. and, um, it hit, I was in Sarasota and it kind of hit just South of me. Um, and I could not run it because I was actually initially supposed to go North of me. And so I was going to head South. And if I didn't do that, I would have been in the middle of it, but thankfully I was about 50, 60 miles from it. Still got a lot of effects, but nothing like Port Charlotte yeah. in, um, in Fort Myers received. Um, so I'm very grateful and thankful, but I remember the next day, standing in my living room because I live on the water. And I literally was just, I had certainly form of PTSD and I've served in the military eight years and in the infantry and I, but I never had anything like I had dealt with, <laughs> um, yeah. um, you know, the next day after a hurricane coming through, I was certainly jolted. I certainly had a minor, minor form of a PTSD and it was just something it took me many days to, to get through. And I still yeah. think back on it and it's very traumatic. So, uh, you know, it is okay to, to not be okay. It's okay to say that you're not okay. Um, and it's okay to seek help. And so I do want to pick a you know special moment here just to say that to everybody listening, it's okay to not, to be not okay. So. Absolutely. And I, I really appreciate that. You know, even in that you've got a lot of listeners, a lot of people that hold you in high regard as a thought leader in the business side. And I know for many people just to hear you say, Hey man, I've been through this. I had mm -hmm. my own and, you know, it wasn't a level 10, but, but it, it was meaningful. Yes. Uh, it just disarms everything. And and that's what we need right now. Absolutely. So thank you for that, Wes. Um, so I like to focus my show also, not just best practices and best strategies, but also cool innovations and yeah. um, features and functions that might be coming out over the next six months to a year or even two years yeah. from, from a company and certainly here carrying way. So what's on the horizon for you guys in that regard? Yeah, thank you so much for asking that. We're really excited about this. When we started our crowdfunding platform that's, you know, baked in trust, it was focused on the individual. Um, it, it, we kind of forced gumped our way in this, uh, you know, this next piece that we're super excited about. Um, but our ability to do the same thing, not just for the individual, but for a community, almost like from a pop health perspective, 
So we were very fortunate to be approached by Calais Campbell, an all-pro for the Baltimore Ravens. And he said, hey, I want to use your platform to generate matching funds so that we can cover three months of mental health therapy for inner-city African-American youth in Baltimore. We said, you know, cool. Um, and so what he did is he put up $20,000. And in short order, we were able to match those funds. We created a partnership with Belmont's Big Data Collaborative that's backed by HCA and Change Healthcare to identify those neighborhoods in inner city Baltimore, not just zip codes that have that demographic so that we could, you know, get the money first and then identify and go to the people who need the care um, and, and then really disperse those funds on an individual by individual basis to make a big impact in that community. And so, you know, if you think of almost crowdfunding and a pop health or a health equity uh, approach, it's a very powerful platform that we're building towards. We're doing studies on companies like Omaze that do crowdfunding for a group instead of an individual. And I think that this is something that we'll do in scale over time and not just help the individual, mm -hmm. but start to really uh, support certain disease states, conditions, and populations. Wow. Very cool. Um, kind of in that theme, one piece I like to try to call out if I have time, um, and yeah. I, got a, I got a couple minutes here. So what about, you know, the kind of vision for additional strategic partnerships? Like, what do you see maybe over the next three to five years? Hey, our strategy could fit well here, or this bridge could really work well for us as an organization. What are some thoughts there or a thought there? Yeah, I think uh, one is uh, we're be beginning to be introduced to um, uh, ample, uh, donation amplification partners. This mm. can be foundations, family wow. offices that are really interested in multiplying their gifts with our for-profit crowdfunding dollar that we're generating. Um, so that that's a big um, space for us. I think there's some smart partnerships in the payer space that we really need to go after as we're able to credibly address uh, SDOH, SDOH topics. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that there's some smart partnerships too. Um, and then um, I think that going deeper with influencers like the NFL, there's some other Hall of Fames that we're in conversations with right now that um, could really bring about awareness and reduce stigma. Uh, but those are the ones that come to mind. Love it. Love it. I got um, rapid fire, one minute answers. Yeah. Um, if listeners could remember one thing about your company, what would you want it to be? That we remind people that in the midst of their battle, they're not alone. Oh, that's strong. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah. I love that. It's not transactional. It's not about the money. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and so since I have time, um, I always love to ask this question of my guests, certainly the uh, the entrepreneurs and the, and the deep thinkers. This is this is great. And you're going to fit right in here. Um, and this has now become its own segment uh, in my, for my radio show. Where do you go to get or be inspired? Um, we, we go to our patients mm -hmm. that we support and struggle. I got a single mother of four who got in a car wreck and is facing a $50,000 um, uh, financial um, struggle. Uh, and she wakes up every day 
with a smile on her face and a can-do attitude. I've got a guy named Scott Williams right now who's fighting stage four glioblastoma that recently got on the Natchez Trace and rode 400 miles to raise $70,000 for cancer research. Um, It's the people we serve that are our sources of inspiration. Um, If they can fight cancer, if they can fight mounting debt, if they can uh, you know, take on mental health. Why can't I wake up every day and say, you know, how do I keep fighting for them? It, it's, they're who we look up to. Wow. <laughs> That's strong, Wes. What a way to close the show, my friend. Thank that you, was, brother. Uh, very, very cool. Um, and you're in Nashville today? I am, yeah. Cool. Well, stay safe up there, my friend. You've been a phenomenal guest. It was great to get to know you. And thank you, Kevin Lake, for bringing us together. Yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll track each other and look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, at one of these trade shows, uh, will you be at a HLTH Health Conference in um, November by chance? Yeah, that we're targeting that. So yeah. I, I'd love to to see you when you're out there yeah. while you're signing autographs amongst <laughs> your other fandom. I'd love to shake your hand, man. This is this is great work that you're doing. Cool. Thank you, brother. Absolutely, look forward to it. And uh, again, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, and thank you to everybody for taking the time out of your busy join your schedules to join us um, today. As always, you can please tune in weekdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. You can track me on Twitter at HIT Advisor and use the hashtag ThisJustinRadio so we can respond to your comments from the show. If you miss any of this episode or want to hear more, all of my shows are posted at Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and tune in. And also, as you've recently heard, uh, we'll be do- redoing the JustinBarnes.com website. So look forward to uh, seeing some of those Um, assets uh, roll out over the next uh, four to six weeks. And if you're going to be at the health conference, please uh, make sure you look me up, either text me, hit me up, uh, DM me on, um, on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, Would love to, uh, to see you. We, I know there's, we have a lot of people in this industry all rowing in the same direction. So let's certainly stick together uh, and have fun and obviously serve like you just heard well from Wes. Um, Thanks everyone and stay safe. 